Hello, hello, and welcome back to Urban Tumbleweed. Today we have an especially interesting and pretty unique episode. It's going to be more man, woman, person on the street style. I am currently hosting a booth at Sustainable Ballard, which is located in downtown Ballard, Seattle, Washington. And the purpose of this booth is people who are participating or just walking around have the opportunity to come up to the booth and answer questions about sustainability, which range from... You know, why is sustainability important? Why does it matter to you? How can you be more sustainable, etc.? So if you're interested in hearing what local community members have to say about sustainability or even some of the patrons and the business owners and nonprofit organizers, then stay tuned. Is sustainability important? Uh, sustainability is important to me because just I want to see things continue. Um, I I don't like how hopeless everything feels, and it feels like believing in sustainability is believing in the possibility of continuation. Uh, and I don't know, it, it's something I can do, something I can work on, uh, and I, I do it a lot in my in my day to day life. So yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm a software developer, which <laughs> I, I, you can do that pretty sustainably, however you do it. Uh, but like, I, you know, I bike everywhere. Uh, I, I use my car like less than once a week if I have to. Um, and like, I take the bus. Uh, and like, I, I love how Seattle has like all this composting and stuff. Like, just I want that to be more places. We live in a finite world. The resources are not limitless, and we're seeing numerous examples of that now, contributing to all of the, the maladies we see with global warming and, um, and weather instability everywhere. Um, with simple changes that may not be cheap, but in the long run cost-effective, um, we would be we would make the place a better place for not just ourselves now, but for future generations. And um, there really is no rational alternative to it. Um, continue the path we're on is, is, I wouldn't say certain death, but high probable death for our species and the planet. And I'll leave it at that. Okay. Hey all, my name is Mimi. Uh, so today I'm gonna talk about the first one, which is why is sustainability important to me? I think the biggest thing is everyone, sustainability is kind of a buzzword for a lot of people right now. Um, and so the really digging into the importance behind it and why we need sustainability in order to pass a world onto our children and their children that we can actually still live in and in a way that is healthy and protected both for our species and for every other species. So. Just the biggest thing right now is educating people and taking advantage of that buzz to make sure that it's actually deep into their um, brains and their knowledge. How are you sustainable in your everyday life? I am sustainable in my everyday life, mostly through my work. Um, so I work for an electric vehicle manufacturer. So we are building EVs, right, to try to reduce the number of internal combustion engines on the road. Um, which, you know, obviously is going to have an, an effect on, on vehicular emissions anyway. 
Um, and then for my job at the company that makes EVs, I manage employee transportation programs. Um, and so the whole point of what I do is to try to encourage, you know, basically densifying trips, getting people to carpool, take public transit, vanpool, <laughs> also active transportation like biking and walking to work. Um, so those are sort of our gold standards. Um, right now, kind of the way that our offices are and like where they're located, um, most, most buildings are in the Southern California area where there's a lot of drive alone, driving alone. Um, so it's, it's difficult, you know, to accomplish our goals and it's really based on or largely based on where they are. We also have an office in Vancouver where our drive alone rate is close to zero. Um, so yeah, well, you know, it just goes to show with that like city governments and, you know, county governments, state governments, federal governments have a lot to do or a lot to, a lot of influence when it comes to like people's ability to, you know, just the overall mobility choices are, are largely based on the infrastructure that's available. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's probably good enough of, of an answer. That's, no, that's okay, great. This is Pamela Burton, solar grandma, and we re remodeled our 108 year old home to make it net zero. So we did all the insulation that we needed to do, double pane windows, added an extra layer of foam on the interior of all the exterior walls. Okay. We put up three solar systems, one on the as a porch roof, one on the garage, and one on the house. We put in a solar hot water system, okay. and we put in a, a hot water heat pump to make hot water for a radiant floor system, that's how we heat the house. It's an all-electric house because there was no gas on our street. We put in one of those um, LG stoves, yeah. which is totally efficient. Of course, we had to change our cookware, but we got a smaller um, refrigerator, which works fine. We're retired. We're two people. And uh, it and we make, we we it, it took us a while, it took us about three years to get it all the way to zero. Thank you so much. But then it became it, we got it registered. There's an official program you have to go through, prove all the numbers. Okay. And uh, we we got it at net zero, and we have electric cars. We're charging. What inspired you to change your homeowner home over to all electric? It was nine grandchildren, really. I mean, and you know, and you, 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 you know what's going on with the horrible conditions all around the world that are proof that there is climate change. So we just had to do our part. That's awesome. And then I do a regular radio show on KBFG, two hours a day, do a lot on climate. This is uh, Hispanic month, so I'm also doing stuff on history of the Hispanic movement in this country for social justice, etc. But um, yeah, so I, you know, as far as we're concerned, whatever we can do to, s to save things for your generation and like the next seven generations, we have to be thinking about them. Well, um, I think it's just because the the easy things like you know we can recycle quite a bit and um, and then we can you know use our yard waste bin quite a you know for a lot of things as well so that part makes it easy you know and we've done it we've been in the city here for more than 20 years so it's just kind of second nature now um, so it's no effort and 
you know, the whole family's kind of into thrifting, so love <laughs> we love to do that. Yeah. You never know what you're going to find, so that's fun. We know we're doing the second one, yeah. Um, I think I'm sustainable in my life. Um, I ride my bike a lot, and I don't usually drive the car unless it's, like, really far away. What are you most curious about in sustainability? I think what I'm curious about in the sustainability space right now is a lot of the consumer items that were being sold, such as like reusable bags at, at supermarkets or metal straws for reuse. Um, looking at kind of like the lifespan of how long you, you'll use that, like how long does that bag last? Does it last like a year, two years before you use it, or like sorry, lose it or break, or like before you lose the straw? And looking at like the impact of manufacturing that on the environment versus having something that is recyclable. Like if we figured out a way or compostable, like if we figured out a way to recycle our say like shopping bags better instead of having it be something that you have to bring it back to the same supermarket or what's actually better for the environment when you're switching away from plastic straws. Do you want a metal straw or is it really better to have a compostable straw? Uh, I would like to know that because I, I feel like a lot of times it's just kind of a nice to have that the like corporations are kind of putting people like, oh, the sustainability responsibility is on you now. It's like, well, what actually is the most sustainable option when you're faced with these in your day-to-day -day life? That's what I'm interested in. I am most curious about how we can update existing infrastructure and um, for exist like existing rooftops to become green or looking at school play yards and things like that to increase canopy in public spaces that, um, you know, I think it's really difficult to ask individual residents to plant like five Douglas firs in their front yard, but maybe it's not hard to ask an elementary school to do that if um, policy change can happen to demand it. Um, and I also would like to, did I say what I'd like to see or just what I'm curious about? I would love to see the um, Seattle tree canopy ordinances um, adjust from instead of when you take down a tree, you have to replace with a tree. And often I see that like a mature tree leaves and a sapling comes in that doesn't get cared for to really have a one for one canopy coverage. So maybe that means seven saplings or maybe that... Um, Maybe that means adjusting to the other side of the street where there are not um, power lines. But I think I see that all the time when I walk around and look at like look at power line style streets, and I'm like, yep. wow, look at all the trees there, and like not enough trees on the other side, like zero things like that. So I'd love to see um, where we can learn and help our policymakers grow in demanding uh, forestry in public places. Love that. Thank you. I've never. Um. Yeah, I, I think I'm mostly interested in trying to find ways of, um, I, I think we hear a lot about um, like the sort of small things we can do, like of course we can reuse the, the things that we have, we can recycle, and I think these are um, super important, super, super, super important. Um, I think probably the, the real solution to doing um, sustainability is to do these things at scale, but um, yeah, I'm also really interested in sort of like what are the things that I, as just like a small person who is extremely worried about, you know, climate change and landfills filling up and microplastics, about like what is a really scalable thing that like, that I don't know I could, uh, yes, yeah, spend like an outsized amount of time on, and um, and hopefully make a make an impact. Uh, 
I'm AJ. I live in Seattle. And I'm curious about how we could help. I'm curious about how we can align companies, incentivize companies to produce products that help us be sustainable and not just in a greenwashy way like we have with the, you know, plastic straws and stuff. So for me, I think the area that's most interesting is renewable energy and how we can transition from you know, our current model of uh, mainly fossil fuel energy powering our grid and transportation and uh, how, how we go about that transition to get to renewable energy as the main source of power for uh, so many things in our society and our, you know, in our way of life. So it's a, there's a huge technology problems, policy challenges and so forth. Uh, and so that's the area that I work in. I work for a solar company. I'm very, you know, connected in that way. But that's um, what I would say is my main interest in the area that I follow the most. Yeah, I think uh, they're all important and all, all forms of renewable energy have to be you know, utilized and we've got to be smart about how we deploy things. Um, I don't think of, you know, renewable energy or solving the climate crisis at all in terms of, you know, political ideology. I think we really just need to do things that make sense and think in terms of uh, practical solutions and things that are, you know, scientifically based and how do we attack these problems in a logical and sort of straightforward linear way so that's how my my brain works so uh, wind wind uh, power is a really important part of it uh, you know smart nuclear that is very carefully uh, managed I, I think could be a part of it but it, it's terrifying um, you know I just watched a whole series about the Japanese nuclear disaster and there are uh, you know, obviously huge implications for doing nuclear wrong, but it's also could be a really important part of the solution as well if it's if it's done correctly. Uh, I work in the solar industry. Solar is absolutely, um, you know, exploding as far as the, as the industry here in the United States and around the world. It's going to be a super important part of the solution going forward as we adopt more and more uh, uh, you know, electrification of our transportation through electric vehicles. Um, there's a lot more power that's going to be needed. And so electrifying all these loads, heat pumps and electric vehicles is going to require a lot more power generation. And that's a big part of that's going to be from solar. Pop populations growing. Uh, we're electrifying a lot of loads that haven't been electrified, like you know, gas, gas cars, also heat pumps. So as we're phasing out of gas, gas appliances, uh, certain you know, certain governments are basically just uh, outlawing uh, natural gas and and you know, propane and so forth, and pushing people towards electrification. So we think it's a good thing as long as that electrification is coming with a push towards renewables, and properly incentivizing. Uh, clean clean power generation so uh, but yeah I've heard you know similar similar uh, stats that there's going to be a huge new demand uh, we're seeing an increasing population people having much bigger homes people just having a lot more luxurious lifestyle and as much as we try to you know focus on sustainability there's going to be pressure from all those 
from all those places. Because I just actually came from a conference uh, two weeks ago in Las Vegas called RE Plus, which is um, gathering of renewable energy uh, businesses, policy and thought leaders, you know, the whole swath from all over the world. There were 40,000 people there. Um, the, the, the scope of our industry is massively expanded. It's really exciting to be in the industry. I feel very fortunate that I kind of stumbled into it when I did 10 years ago. Um, and in fact, I have two teenage sons and I, I tell both of them, you know, do whatever you want. But if you're looking for something that's going to be a strong industry where you can feel good about what you do, working in renewable industry, uh, renewable energy is a good space, in particular solar, um, because the technology is there. It's, it's tested and proven and now being built at a massive scale. And it's a huge part of the solution to the climate crisis. It's going to be a great space to work in so it's it's super exciting so yeah the trend is massively upwards uh, especially in solar the um, ira the inflation reduction act which was passed last year by the biden administration is investing billions of dollars into uh, u.s manufacturing of solar equipment which is exciting also it expanded the solar tax credit so huge things to help encourage and push forward the you know uh, uh, renewable energy economy which is a huge part of it. And that's a wrap. Huge thank you to everyone that participated in this episode. It was so fun to hear the thoughts and opinions of so many different people. And it was so great to connect with other sustainability advocates as well. Some of whom will appear on future episodes coming soon. And another giant thank you to Sustainable Ballard for giving me this opportunity to do this episode and I cannot wait to do it all again next year. But otherwise, I hope you enjoyed hearing from community members and learning a bit more about what people think about sustainability. Thanks for tuning in. I'm stoked to see you for the next episode. But until then, stay rad. Bye. What do you think about sustainability? <laughs> Yay, good job. I agree.